Talk at nine. Talk at nine on seven o two for the curious on ninety two point seven and one o six FM. Welcome back. You're listening to Gershwell Brooks here on 702. Now, sitting across from me is uh, someone who uh, literally personifies the word inspiration. That is, of course, Dr. Chilitsi uh, Nezelele. Am I saying that correctly? Nezelele. That's very correct. Okay, great stuff. Great stuff. I, mean, I always want to make sure... I don't want us to run throughout the interview and then meanwhile I'm calling you by someone else's name. Um, of course, uh, sitting across from me is uh, Dr. Chilitsi Nezalele, as I mentioned. And he has a wonderful story, hashtag, uh, he, which he posted on hashtag I'm staying, uh, the Facebook group that we featured a while back that obviously features these really inspirational and important stories um, You know that, that, that show you that there's opportunity and that people try their best in South Africa and really make uh, you know, to, to steal from Donald Trump. They make South Africa great, ultimately. Um, and um, this is our hashtag proudly as a story that we're featuring this evening. Now, the thing about Dr. Chilitsi is that he has a PhD, he recently obtained his uh, PhD. But the point of this conversation, um, and, and it was, you, you did mention that someone else uplifted your Facebook post, um, in essence, rewrote it, added some some poetic justice to it, for lack of a better term, um, and then basically brought reduced it down to the idea that you were living in this mud hut while obtaining your PhD. You clarified that that wasn't necessarily the case, but the point is those were, for lack of a better term, the humble beginnings that you had from a mud hut all the way through to today having a PhD. Good evening to you and thank you for joining us in studio. Good evening to you, Gus, and uh, the listeners. So, I mean, let's let's look at this situation. I mean, all too often what happens is that, I mean, I grew up in a, in a what one can refer to as a previously disadvantaged poor community, and it's poor to this day. Um, I, I sit there and I look around every time I go home to visit my parents, as an example. I see a lot of young people who have given up to a large extent, and uh, it might not seem that they've given up from, you know, the onset. A lot of them drink, they have a good time, uh, but at the end of it, they've given up. On, on that opportunity to look for a great job, to look for a great career, to study, to, to, to make a better life for them, if you get, uh, for themselves, if you get my drift. Um, I take it that that's exactly what you see when you have to go back to the village where you grew up in. Well, yes. Um, the main reason why I wrote the story um, on um, hashtag I'm staying, and uh, by the way, um, I usually post on a daily basis um, mm. something that um, inspire or motivate people mm. that uh, follow me on Facebook. And uh, yes, um, I grew up uh, in a deep rural village uh, called Chitabasamando, uh, which is found in Venda mm-hmm. in the Limpopo province. And uh, yes, growing up, uh, things were not easy. Um, it's not uh, really a so developed uh, village, but um, as time goes, it's, uh, it's catching up. But uh, yes, there are so many circumstances that can make someone to think of giving up on their dreams. Mm. And so the main reason why I shared the story was to inspire someone who could possibly be on the verge of, of giving up because of the circumstances around them. And uh, yeah, so that is the main reason why I shared the story. But let's get back to what your story then actually encapsulates and and what it is. I mean, all too often, uh, one of the biggest things, and I'm sure you've discovered this or encountered this at university uh, while studying, is that when you're from a small community that is burdened by poverty, what tends to happen is that you, you can't imagine the unimaginable. 
So something that is not within your immediate vicinity. So people with fancy cars, people with big houses, people with careers that they can choose from. You know, all too often, especially as poor black people, what we know is lawyer, engineer, doctor, accountant, if you're so lucky, right? Um, we don't necessarily know that there's all kinds of other opportunities out there that exist. Um, and, and that's what makes it difficult then to aspire towards that that you do not know. How did you manage to break that mold when you got to university? I think before even you got to university, because while you were in high school, you needed to decide that this is what I want to study. This is the institution that I want to study at. How did you get through that particular thread and overcome all of that that you supposedly would not have known or should not have been in a position to have known? Well, it's 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 very important to um, to grow up uh, with uh, strong, um, spirited uh, parents and relatives. In in my case, um, I, I can credit uh, some of my successes to to my mother, mm. who grew up as a, you know as a non-working mother who had to you know um, start uh, small businesses in order to generate some form of income. Yeah. And with that, um, she was always exposing me to have to fend for myself, to have to work hard to get uh, what, what I needed to have in, in, in my life. For example, I needed to possibly have a garden somewhere, which I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of that garden, I could make some money and then buy trousers for myself. And then uh, during school sporting days, I would go with, and be with my mother, learn how to sell, learn how to interact with people. And that uh, introduced me to the person that I am, which, you know, the person who never give up in whatever I'm pursuing. Mm. Beyond that, uh, I also grew up uh, with my uncle who, um, you know, retired being an associate professor at a, one of these, you know, major universities in South Africa. Looking and having him around, looking up to him, inspired me to say, look, if he can do it, I can do it as well. So uh, that inspired me, that uh, said to me that uh, it's possible that uh, one can have a dream and mm. pursue it and, and, and be able to, to achieve it. Um, I said to, I posted or I sent a message to someone who, you know, saw the story on I Am Staying and said, um, you know, this is an inspiring story. And I said, you know, you know living in a mud hut could have been a very good, you know, excuse for me to give up in life, to say, look, what is there for me to, you know, to, to pursue? Because um, ultimately, this is it. Those, yeah, this, those. Is, this is it. And living in that mud hut, you know, during raining season like, like now, mm. you would know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to pour and get in there and then you are going to be soaking wet in, the, you know, in your blankets. And so that, that was not a good situation. But, you know, I, I had an option to say, look, I could give up and mm. just, just you know, have no reason to, to pursue anything. But I decided that, look, out of these circumstances, I am going to make something out of it. And, you know, I went to universities uh, and, mm. and then I had friends that, you know, told me that, look, uh, when I started my first degree, they said, look, it's going to take you 10 years to finish your degree. And I said, look, that's not going to happen with me. And in three years time, I finished my first degree. And then I kept pursuing and pursuing up until I finished my Ph.D., so it was more about never giving up at all. 
So let's talk a bit about, you know, your motivation. And I like this because I actually, uh, I, I really, um, I went back and I sat down and I thought about it. And I think it speaks volumes of truth for many people, although we might not be able to articulate it as well as you have. And this is this idea of being uh, sick and tired, ultimately. Um, you know, where you said that, um, you know, you, you just grew sick and tired. You can change as long as you are sick and tired of your current status. Almost every person who broke a world record was once sick and tired of seeing the same record. I mean, ultimately, you could have been part of the same record. You could have been part of the same old sad story of, you know, uh, being featured when we talk about the poorest of the poor. Um, you know, the encumbered masses, the people who suffer and have great difficulty in life, etc., etc. You could have literally been one of those people who we are talking about, but you grew sick and tired of your circumstances. That's, that's, that's very true. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, the, the main reason why I, I usually post uh, the motivating um, content that I do on my Facebook um, uh, page ah. is that somewhere out there, there is someone who is in uh, circumstances that you know, could tell them that, look, I would have a good, a good enough excuse to give up. Yeah. And, and, and to me, I'm saying that you need to just be sick and tired of, you know, being in the same situation. Mm. It doesn't matter what that situation is. It could be that, uh, you know, you have been writing the same subject for, you know, several years, mm. but you could do something. You could say, for example, you know, study two more hours. You could uh, be pursuing a, a personal best in sports. And, and you say, look, I have been trying for years and I have never broke that four hours of running uh, in a marathon, for example. And you says, look, I'm sick and tired of not breaking these four hours. Let me just work a little bit more so that I can break my four hours. It could be business that, you know, mm, you have mm, been trying mm. all the time to try and grow your business, but nothing is happening. But it could take you just one business card to change your business forever. So you just keep, you know... You know, as, 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 as Mark Zagambeck said, just keep running through the walls. One day you will get a door that will open. So it's just never, never giving up at all. And I think that for me is absolutely stunning the way that you put it there. You know, some of the things that, and it doesn't have to be that one thing. So, and then that's what we do is that we always, we one horse, uh, one, you know, one, one pony tricks, you know, one horse pony tricks is that we're only able to think of that one thing. You have a PhD in your field and therefore everyone else must be motivated to pursue that field. It could be anything and everything, whether it be sports, whether it be business, whether it be what you do now. Tomorrow morning, you probably have to wake up, go to work. What are you doing? Do you like your circumstances? Do you want to earn more? Do you want to have a promotion? But ultimately, it takes something to do. But this is what I'd like to understand from your side, Chilitsi, and this is what I find very difficult also, um, is that when we do have these conversations, there's a fine balance between pick up or pull yourself up by your bootstraps talk, you know, sort of a Margaret Thatcher approach to it, that poor people just choose to be poor and that you can really pick yourself up and, 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 and get yourself out of poverty versus also romanticizing poverty and saying, ah, shame, we understand, the world understands, and one day, you know, uh, we will live in a socially just world. It probably will never happen. You and I probably will never see a world where we're all equal and we all have the same amount of opportunities and income and whatever else the case is. What I'd like to know is what is the message ultimately that we need to give to young people who are getting frustrated, who are getting angry because uh, the economy is down and it's tough to find a job now. Even for people who are in a job, who are saying that I'm sick and tired of what I'm doing right now, I'd like to move into another market, I'd like to move into another job. 
Jeez, it's it's pre- pretty difficult, isn't it, right? And then at the same time, uh, the other question is, how then under those circumstances do we uplift them? How do we under those circumstances tell them that you can go out and start a business that's actually su- successful when you're watching your friends sitting on street corners selling loose cigarettes and sweets? And that's about as good as it gets for them. Well, it's it's been said, uh, you know, in so many places that uh, you don't choose to be born in a in a poverty background. Yeah. You don't choose to be born, you know, to parents who might be struggling to make ends meet. But um, as you grow up, you you have that 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 opportunity to make choices. Mm. Either you you want to tolerate, um, you know, living in the same circumstances that you you have been, you know, born in, or you want you could be, you know, sick and tired of, you know, being in a in a situation of lack. And you say, look, I want to go out there mm. and, 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 and do something for myself. Mm. Uh, and, and, and as I end the post on I am staying, I said, you need to focus. Mm. You need to act. It is possible. You know, um, and, and I used uh, several uh, hashtags there that actually are repeating uh, what I said in English. Yes, yes, which yes. Is, uh, hash- I was going to ask you about that. Yes, which is hashtag Fombe, which means that uh, you need to be focused, you need to be dedicated, uh-huh. you should never give up. You know, you just need to keep pushing. And then you have hashtag Nito, which means you must act. Mm. Action. And then hashtag Ziakonazia, which means it is possible. Now, um, maybe I might be talking theory, but let's talk about the reality of things. Mm. I, during my first, my second year of study, um, my uncle came to me and said, look, I'm not going to have uh, money for your second year. Mm. So that simply means you, are, you, are, you have to find money somewhere. Mm. And when he has said that, I just found myself sleeping. And the next thing when I woke up, the sun was on me. And I just remember saying to my mother, just, you know, collect some few monies here and there. Mm. The rest God will provide. And, and uh, I was back in town in Pretoria and I, I didn't have enough money to go on with my studies. Mm. And uh, I found myself applying for Nesfus. And, uh, you know, there was challenges of my parents not having an income. Mm. I needed to come up with affidavits and so forth because I wanted, you know, my education so badly. I had to go to the police stations. I had to go and and, and make sure that the affidavits are there. Mm. I submitted all these applications because I wanted it. And so you need to have it to, to want it in such a way that nothing will stop you from getting what you want. There's a public, course, there's uh, a biblical uh, example of a of a man called Zacchaeus. Uh, he wanted to see Jesus, and the guy was shorter than everyone else. And and as the masses wanted to see the man, he said, "Look, the only opportunity that I have here is to climb a tree uh, so that I see this man." So you need to do whatever it takes to make sure that your dream comes true. Because ultimately, even if you are going to look foolish climbing up that tree, but <laughs> if that's how you're going to see the man, that that's how you're going to see ultimately, the man. Ultimately, you have to do that. And, and, and that for me is, is, a, is a stunning way of looking at it and, and putting it actually, because I think that's what we're missing in, in this. We, we want to do what everyone else does, but yet we want to be exceptional. And I'm looking at what your achievement is. I mean, it's a, it's a PhD. Um, uh, that in itself is quite expensive because it's it's obviously a degree. It's an undergraduate degree. It's an honors, you know, an honors that you have to do, a master's followed by a PhD. 
uh, that means it's years of dedication, it's funds that you have to use. The university is not paying you to do a PhD, you're paying the university. Um, and it's not a short process. You don't do a PhD in six months and they're done, dusted. It's not a quick exam. It's, it's research and research that's valuable, that's growing the field of knowledge. So even if it is something that has been studied already, you need to add on to it for you to be granted that doctorate, for someone to say that you are actually a doctor because you have added on to this field of information. I mean, that process in itself couldn't have been easy. I mean, a lot of black families complain about the fact that uh, if you had to go back to a lot of black families and their children or their, you know, the loved ones that they've sent to university to say, I want to even do an honors or I want to do a master's, a lot of people would say, no, 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 you need to go out and earn an income. How difficult was that process for you? Well, um, it was a, a long journey. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh, it's not an easy um, uh, process of acquiring um, all the qualifications up to a PhD. Uh-huh. And there are many challenges um, because with a PhD or a master's um, uh, journey, you need to work with, uh, with a supervisor. Yeah. And um, that will be a, a lot of exchange of ideas, um, you know, coming up with a problem that you have to do research to establish that, that existing problem. Mm. Once you've done that, you need to come up with objectives. And sometimes because you have to go and present to others who will mm. then mm. say, okay, this is a, a researchable project, then you go ahead with it. So um, it takes, yes, it took me five years for me to, to, to complete my PhD. Mm-hmm. I had planned to do it in three years, but that didn't happen. On my, th- on my third year, um, my supervisor's uh, contract was terminated. So I was left with no supervisor <laughs> for the better part of the third year. She was. And, and, and I was quite, I was very frustrated. And uh, when, I, when I got my second supervisor, my second supervisor sat on my project for like six months without no, you know, uh, feedback. feedback. And I, I, got, I got mad. But, uh, you know, I wanted it so badly. Nothing could have stopped me from getting my PhD. I went all out. Uh, I went for the third supervisor who I thought uh, would, uh, would just, you know, give me feedback you know, like two weeks, every two weeks I'll get feedback. Mm. And that never happened. For three months, I didn't get feedback from that supervisor. And here you're thinking that I just came through a six-month journey and I back to So, so basically the whole year and even more than a year went by without me progressing on anything. She was. And uh, finally, I had, uh, you know, the best supervisors that I could have asked for. Mm. Those were supervisor number four and number five. And they were co-supervising me. And those were the best supervisors that, you know, I could have asked for, you know. <laughs> they, 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 they helped me to fine-tune my project to, 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 you know, to finalization, to completion. Wow. But what I'm trying to say is that it was never easy. But the point is, I, I had made up my mind that I would never give up as long as which I is, still breathe. Which is phenomenal because, I mean, I, I can only think that uh, I always tell people I've, I've gotten far more no's than yeses in my life, right? Uh, but apart from that, I think that the difficulty for me uh, about that is, is being able to find the grit to, to constantly push through. 
the perseverance to, to constantly push through. But now, Dr. Chilitsi, I mean, just as a final thought, uh, Fombe. Uh, .co.za www.fombe.co.za that is F-O-M-B-E .co.za I think I saw t-shirts both both you and your friend are wearing Fombe t-shirts what is that all about what are the opportunities what is it that you're trying to do with this website and this platform okay um it's it's not just a website. Uh-huh. Um, Fombe it's a it's a leadership foundation. Uh-huh. It's uh, called Fombe Leadership Foundation. is a foundation that is aimed at uh, producing amazing and exceptional leaders for Africa and beyond. And so uh, we do that by going to schools and uh, and we inspire young people to you know to have a dream and pursue their dream and and do whatever it takes to pursue it. Mm-hmm. We we also host uh, conferences. Um, we had our first um, annual uh, Amazing African Leaders Conference, which uh, we had a, a main speaker as the principal of the University of South Africa, um, uh, Professor Makanya, was there mm-hmm. last year. And uh, and this year we having um, you know the second. Uh, annual conference as well in September. We are also having uh, uh, what we call a men's checkmate, uh, which is a conference aimed for men, which is in June on the 27th. Thanks for clarifying that. Yes. So people shouldn't claim that the 14th of February, Tobela, I hope you're listening. <laughs> 14th of February, it's not that conference, ne? please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, so we are a leadership foundation that that is aimed at producing leaders. So, um, we are available on Facebook. It's Fombe Leadership Foundation. We can you can check uh, hashtag Fombe. You can you can be able to access us on face on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, on Twitter. So, so I am the deputy chairperson of uh, Fombe Leadership Foundation. Um, I'm also the co-founder of the foundation. Um, and yeah, the foundation is out there to try and assist people in different fields of their, their, their leadership um, um, uh, in terms of reminding them that everyone is a leader in, in different spheres of their lives. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so that is the foundation that is out there and um, we, we, we are looking for funding and, uh, and, 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 and all that and people that are willing to, to be part of us. Um, we are out there. So whether people want to take part in your services or, or, or uh, what's the word, take advantage of your services, whether people want to donate, uh, www.fombe.co.za, that's where they go. Or alternatively, as you said, you can also, you're also contactable via Facebook. Yes. Uh, hashtag Fombe. That's yes. where you guys can have a look at that. Listen, I think you're doing great work. Really, it's an amazing story. Thank you so much for coming through and chatting to us and especially being able to share that inspiration that I think a lot of young people require in this country because ultimately a lot of them look at their circumstances and they think that is it. And I mean, as you had put it in, in, in your post, I mean, I know it's a bit of a summary, but from a mud hut to your old own home, from riding a donkey cart to having your own car, that is quite phenomenal. Thank you so much.